1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. What's up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Another show. Another. Great topic on Body of Christ, Real Talk. You like that radio sound? Real Talk. <laughs> this is Joseph Brownlee, your host, Brother Sketch, my old family name that I learned to love. I used to hate it, but I learned to love it now. Brother Sketch, welcome to Body of Christ, Real Talk. All right, uh, man, diets. I I started this series a couple of days ago for all my listeners. I I uh and my downloaders, my newbies and my older downloaders. It's this powerful series that I'm doing uh it's based on diets. And not every diet. I'm not going to be talking about or uh or the uh the audio guest by video I will have on here. We're going to be just dealing with one Type of controversial diet, which is called the keto diet, or ketosis diet. Some people might remember the Atkins diet. You know, uh, for the ones that know, don't know what that is or what the meaning is. Is Atkins diets and keto diets consist of? high-proteins and fats and low-carb, high-protein and low-carb diet. That's the fad. That's the hot diet out there uh, that many people is getting into now and having outstanding results on this diet. The pros having outstanding results. So I'm going to be the next few days, Lord's willing, I'm going to be getting into – uh, that that type of diet. I'm going to have uh, audio guests on here breaking down different things about the diet because people out there and even doctors, uh, well, a lot of people's getting the information from is knocking this diet without even trying it, uh, because their doctor said it was bad for you, too much protein, make your heart this, make this, it, it raises your cholesterol and high blood pressure and all kind of stuff and jazz. So what I want. Uh, you all to uh, be prepared for that. I will be having doctors that's for uh, the keto diet and can explain everything about the keto diet and everything like that. The pros and the benefits, as well as the uh, the uh, the somewhat side effects of uh, the keto diet. So if you haven't heard, you haven't heard the last two podcasts that I have done. I've been. uh my audio video guest has been dr westman this guy this doctor name is dr Westman and he's been t- one of when he was talking about our uh the dangers of sugar and also what happens when you stop eating sugar and then his second video uh was about what all you can eat on this keto diet uh high protein low carb diet now uh remember I said that was f- uh basically uh four types of ketogenics out there, diets. I'm sure it's probably more, including the paleo, but I'm not adding the paleo to this, but it's four types of diets out there uh, that people are doing that's into the low-carb, uh, I mean, the, uh, yes, the low-carb, high-protein type of diet, okay? And those uh, four diets have to be the Atkins diet, which is well-known and you have the keto diet and then you I talked about the the latest over the last few years has been that's been talked about in as the carnivore diet which is strictly all meat and the lion diet the paleo diet i don't know too much about so i'm just talking about the ones that i do know about those four diets the atkins the keto the carnivore and the lion diet, carnivore as carnivorous is just meat eating. So is the lion diet, meat eating. Uh, they they just like cousins and twins, but it's just a slight difference between the lion and the carnivore and stuff like that. I'm not gonna get into that now. You just go into my last uh, shows and you you'll understand what I was talking about or what you know. But what I have, what I want to talk about now is just basically the keto. I will get into the carnivore later you know and stuff like that. I know more about the carnivore than the lion, so I'll talk about because I'm doing the carnivore myself. But I wanted to just talk about the basic uh uh extra strength Atkins I like to call it, low carb, uh high protein, high fat diet and stuff like that. And uh those are the videos you're going to be hearing. I'm going to you're going to hear from uh and it's going to be uh quite a few videos. So Bear with me. They might not be right after each other because I might be talking about other topics and everything, because I also want to get into the scriptural obesity that we need to be getting into as believers and newbies. But what I want to deal with is a physical because we have an obese problem in America, a very serious obese problem problem in America. And I put a lot of emphasis on why do we have such an obese problem and bad health problem in America with all the resources that we have that could make us better? Why? We have some of the best doctors. We have some of the most, pop, most wealth. We have some of the best health care, some of the best scholars and stuff like that. And we are one of the top obese Countries in the nation, not the number one. I think we're about number 12, last I look, it could change by, might have changed by now. But we are the most obese and unhealthiest, one of the most obese and unhealthy countries with all the resources that we have. Why do I put a lot of emphasis on the resources? Because I can understand poor countries and other countries and stuff like that. But some of those poor countries, not all, but some of them are in better health than the United States. Some of the poor countries are in better health than the United States and they have less resources. You know, I don't know the complete why on that, but I'm just looking at the diet, what do they eat and stuff like that compared to the United States. So that's something we need to look into uh, as people that's living here in America, you know? And what what I mean by that is we've been programmed and traditionally trained to eat a certain way or what's good for us. I talked about that in my last several shows, you know, but I just want to reiterate on that, you know, uh, how we was programmed and trained, what we should eat, what we should do, what time we should eat, the importance of this, importance of that and everything, blah, 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 how many calories and how much water to drink. We have been trained on that. Now, I'm not saying all of that is Bad, but at the same time, how much of that was really scientific proof uh, compared to observational troop, truth? Truth, I talked about that a little bit. You know, also there's a difference between scientific proof and data and observational truth. You know, observational to me is some almost a theory. These things can happen if you go, you can be observing of something and. I can observe something. Let me use myself. And I'm without any proof that I'm uh, saying, it becomes anecdotal. Anecdotal mean it's just something I believe that can happen or it hasn't been proven by science. It's just an anecdotal theory that I believe, you know, or I don't believe. You can tell me something I don't believe because it has not been backed up by scientific or data. So it's like they call it anecdotal. So... Observation is almost like the same thing. These are observation based on your training and what you believe what's good for your body compared to uh, somebody else's theory. It has not been proved not wide enough anyway. So it's more like you observing these things can happen. So if something them say for instance the best way I can, uh, these doctors can explain it better. If it's a history of the United States was pork and meat, and you know, and stuff like that, was bad for you, compared to grains and uh, veggies and stuff like that, was good for you, and what, uh, according to observational science and stuff like that, they said what could happen, you can understand why mo- uh, most scientists and most doctors will be against a low carb. Uh, high protein meat diet because of their training of what they was trained that, uh, that meat was bad and stuff like that, too much meat. So, you can observe it in the well, okay, according to the past, you know, we have been trained that meat and uh raises high blood pressure and cholesterol and stuff like that. So, if I'm trained that way, see, I will have a certain data that I will make up based on what I was trained. But it not, it's not—it's not really backed up by science. Most of it is not. It might be a few people or even a few rats or mice that I—I I, I done an experiment with. But it's still not enough uh, scientific proof that what you are saying could happen or will happen. You know. So therefore, it's some almost close to anecdotal. It's just a theory that could happen. So that's basically what the uh the uh the high protein, low carb diet is facing now is one of the most controversial diets out there. And I wonder why one of the most controversial diets out there. One of the reasons I believe it is here in America is because our traditional training and belief of what's good and bad that should go in our body. And traditionally we have been trained at high grains and, um, uh, Veggies, especially and stuff like that, is better for our bodies than a lot of protein, you know, which is meats and uh poultry and stuff like that. So I can understand because that's what doctors get trained. Uh, the ones that uh get trained nutritionally, a nutrition doctor or whatever they do, they get trained. Majority of doctors get trained that way, you know. So in order for them for them to understand the keto diet, they have to be. Ha- they have to be trained. They have to get another certificate or some type of training for that. And most doctors and big farmers which have taken over the healthcare, would not allow that because it would mess up their kajing, 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 their money. You know, because not all but big farmers' goal first is business. Business has to make a lot of money. First of all, so if your first goal is to make a lot of money, your first goal can not be that you want people healthy first. It's your, in other words, if your first goal is to make money, your second or third goal is to have people healthy, which should be your first goal if you're in the healthcare system. You understand what I'm saying? So therefore, the only way to keep making money and this is my observation, okay, this is just an observation as well. In order for them to make money, you know, and keep making money is to have uh, to produce more medicines and to produce more pills and different things like that because that's big money. That's big money, not natural remedies. They, big pharma don't make money off natural remedies and stuff like that or natural ways of eating or exercise. They make money over the medicines, out of the medicines they can put in you. And that's what the number one thing in their mind comes when it comes to business. Business first with big pharma. I'm not saying all healthcare people, but I'm saying big pharma, which is wicked. Big pharma is wicked. It's money. It's it's money first. And when you have money first, profit first, you have a very low level of people's health, whether they live or die. So and in order for you to keep your kajing, kajing rolling, profits coming in, people have to stay sick. They cannot be healed because if they get healed Big farmers don't make any money. They can't make those medicines. They can't make all that stuff. Now, some of them also say they make something to patch you up, not to deliver you, not to heal you. Big farmers make things that patch you, that put a Band-Aid on it, that keep you coming back. That's one of their big goals, you know, not to heal you, because if you get healed, you have no reason to come back to them or use their uh, medicines and stuff like that, okay? So I'm just trying to get that out there. We have been trained a certain way, and it's hard to get out of that mindset. The same when I talk about the Bible. We have been traditionally trained so many ways. It's hard to get out of that mindset, and some people, most people will not, okay? Physically and spiritually, most people. People would not get out of their mindset. I already see this by experience. Most people would not get out of their mindset, you know, but let's talk about the physical again. So, the keto diet is very controversial and thank God they have science proof and data now, but it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's no good. It's no good if the other doctors and the healthcare system don't want to look at it and take it into account. They will always have a preconceived subjective type of thought that they just will not accept it, even though they see these wonderful results. So they will always try to look at the negative side of keto diet or anything kind of diet that they are against that don't follow the status quo. So they will always will often and uh, look for the negative effects of this diet now some this is what I want to talk about before I get into uh, this doctor that I'm gonna uh, let Ken marry. I'm gonna get back to dr. Westman but this doctor I want to break down a subject and I think people need to know first uh, and uh, about before you join or start a keto diet I didn't think about this at first. I was looking more of looking at more of the benefits and of that a keto diet could bring to a person's man and woman's body. While I should have been thinking about the the cons, the negativity that you may go through that stops some people from staying on the keto diet, you know, that should be up front first. So if nobody else do that, and I don't see a lot of these doctors doing that, and and I'm not saying they don't with their personal uh, studies and their personal groups and stuff like that, but me on my show, I want to talk about the cons first. I I, 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 I narrated on that a little bit a few shows ago, but I I want you to hear uh, the cons first. I'm going to talk about the cons, and then I'm going to take, I'm going to let you listen to this doctor tell you why these things happen. Now you have a lot of opinions and a lot of scientific proof. I want you to hear scientific proof why some of us go through some of the things we go through uh, when, we, when we go on a keto diet. I don't know about the other diets but I know because keto to me, when you go on a ketosis keto diet you must first understand and mentally it starts mentally if you just jump right in a keto diet because you hear all the pros of the keto diet without hearing the cons it's a pros and cons for everything nothing is 100% uh, perfect but salvation OK, because Jesus took care of that and because of us it's perfect because Jesus is perfect. He done it. You know, that's the only thing perfect. But my point is, there's always a con with the pros. And sometimes we all hear we mostly often hear pros of things, even when gurus or salesmen talks about things that that emphasis that get you pulled in is always often the pros of how to make money, how to do this, how to make you healthy. You have to uh, have an experience or go through something to find out why you having these problems later on down the line, and then they explain it to you, and that's not good. Uh, that's not good. So, when it comes to a diet, I think whether it hurts you or not, if you're in it for the money, you're not going to talk about the cons a lot you're not going to talk about the negative because you can't make no money. You can't sell your books. So you're not going to dwell on the negativity as some people look at it. The cons, you're going to put more emphasis on the pros to pull the people in, you know, and everything like that. You know, if you're out there for the money to sell books and everything, like a lot of people doing with keto products now, which is not even a such thing as keto products, but that's another story. But what I want to do on this show today What I want to do on this show today uh, is tell you about the cons. And I'm going to start with myself. But, you know, but I'm going to let the doctor, Dr. Ken Berry, outstanding doctor, uh, explain why. And you can look these things up yourself in Google and YouTube and stuff like that. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you look it up on Google, you find a good and more of the cons of a keto diet cause, because traditional doctors, including your doctor maybe, is against this type of diet for these reasons I'm talking about because these reasons is not really explained by the medical doctor or the professional that have that's on a keto dot, doctor or has a master's degree of knowing what's going on with the keto diet because they're based how good a keto diet is. And it is good, but they don't put too much stock on the cons. And that's why people, when they start going through these certain Withdrawals, which you don't understand, they stop it. Remember I said I'd done that the first time when I went on to Atkins? I couldn't handle that feeling. I didn't know what it was, it was and that's why I stopped at Atkins. I didn't understand, you know, it's just like a withdrawal, like an addict and everything like that. I didn't know I was an addict sugar in sugar and cars until those withdrawals. You understand what I'm saying? So I think people need to know about the cons first. And I'm not even a psychologist or a doctor. I'm learning from these guys, and I'm looking at reviews, and including myself, of uh, the certain changes in my body uh, that I know what it is, and sometimes it still it still uh, bothers me because even though I know about it. I don't have any proof that it is that, but see, it, it, it's, so that's, that's the thing that I want to talk about, and this doctor will explain everything. So the reason you heard, for the ones that heard of the low-carb diet, mainly the keto diet or the Atkins diet, they probably heard the negative sides about the so-called keto flu, and I tried to explain that the best way I can uh, about the keto flu. In other words, it's not a virus. It's not a real virus. It's just a name, like they give things names. It's called the flu because it feels like flu type symptoms, and it's a, it's a list of different ways that people feel from headaches, from nauseas, from back cramps, from even rashes, from irritable anger and moody and stuff like that. Why they're on this diet that they never had before, and even you listening to me now, when you hear that, you, okay, let me give you an example. You know when you hear I know I'm jumping everywhere, I'm going to get to the point when you listen to a commercial about a new drug that's coming out whether it's Lipitor or any type of drug and then they tell you what it can do for you first but when they get to the possible side effects, you know, they talk real fast. That's possible. You can have this. They go right through it real fast. You ever notice that? They don't want you to focus on the side. But by law, they have to put that out there. But they, they don't take a lot. They take more time, put more time in the pros of what this medicine is could do, not will, but could do compared to the side effects. And if you listen to all the side effects they talk about, even if they go fast or even if it's five of them and you're not paying attention, you would say, man, I don't want to be bothered with nothing like that with all those side effects because it sounds like the, uh, uh, the cause outweighs the benefits. That's what it sounds like. The cause outweighs the benefits, you know what I'm saying? So if you listen to all those side effects when they be selling drugs on these ads and commercials, it's almost like they just trick you. They go through it so fast. Why do they go through that so fast? But they go slow. They explain the goodness and the pros of a medicine. Now, I'm talking about Big Pharma and all these creators of drugs. But when it comes to the cons, even a, a doctor appointment, they spend very little time on the cons, which is the side effects of a medicine. They spend a lot of time on the pros, and sometimes those cons can hurt a lot of people. See, it depends on your system. So it's good for you to know the cons before you take any medicine, like you would take any medicine. They tell you to read the instructions, right? They tell you the certain things that could happen, and if you take too much, of you know, It it bees on the bottle, even though it's so tiny, you can't read it. And they know, I think they do it on purpose because they know the majority of people ain't going to read it or they don't even know what that stuff means the big, fantastic words and giant words. We don't know what that means. So that's another way they get away with all that stuff. So you got to understand this is a system, it's about money. So that's why they keep little labels and stuff like that, you know. They know most of the people not going to read it. It's just like when you buy a car. They know most people ain't going to read the contract unless you got a lawyer or something like that. You're not going to read those contracts and stuff that's going to catch you later, okay? The same, it's just life. And you know, the love of money, the love of the dollar, if you're in love with that dollar. Okay, roundabout. Go. Let's digress back to the keto. Now, the keto uh, diet to me, is one of the best diets out there, no doubt. Especially for the obese, critical, chronic disease person, the keto diet is the fastest way, also, to lose weight. Healthy wise, healthy losing because you can lose weight unhealthy, you know. But I'm talking about a healthy way to lose weight in my opinion, is the keto diet. And I'm not saying it's not other diets that help you lose weight healthily. I'm just talking about for me, because of my body and my metabolism, what I can eat. Because sometimes I cannot eat. I can, but it's not good for my body. Like some diets allow sugars and starches and stuff like that. You know, that's good for some people. But for me, I can't. That's the things I have to stay away from. Not saying that diet is bad, you know, like the Mediterranean and uh, maybe some of the paleo or whatever. Some of those things I just have to stay away with because sugar is my enemy. Carbs. Most carbs is my enemy. See, I know that myself when it comes to my body, and you must learn that. Educate yourself on what's bad for your body, even though it tastes good and you might like it. doesn't mean it's good for your body. So once you get that mindset first of educate yourself about carbohydrates, the good and the bad carbohydrates, and and if a carbohydrate is needed, you will have a better mindset if you want to do the keto, Okay. What's good for your body? Now, another thing I want you to look, think about, and I gave some examples in my last podcast, is when you eat a three or four course meal, like the most Americans don't no more. We grab a sandwich, or we grab a burger, eat even chips and call it a meal. So we all toe up on that. But I'm talking about a, a, a traditional meal. We have the. Some people call it four courses. Some people have it three. The uh, the meat, uh, the vegetables, the carbohydrates. What vegetables is carbohydrates? We'll just say the uh, the grains or the uh, the starches and stuff like that. And then you might have the bread. And then after you might have a dessert. You know, the traditional diet that we know about that we was trained in and stuff like that. You know, the focus of what's making you sick. We was programmed. I think the, the the main uh uh thing on that plate, if I can call it that, was our biggest problem. Was uh, was usually aimed at the meat. The meat always got kicked under the table. That's causing our problems. Because why? And since nineteen fifty five, you know, I forgot the doctor's name. Since nineteen fifty five, when it was put in the uh, the what or the Heart Association like that, we was trained at meat and poultry was not good for us, especially red meat so we need to eat that very small and little so when we got sick we just uh, we was trying to think it was just the meat. That's why people were so much against pork or they just said pork made my body like this. I can't eat pork. And I'm not talking about for religious reasons, but even that, religious reasons, people don't eat pork. Now, some people have reactions to certain meat. I'm not saying that. The majority of people, can, they can eat pork, but mentally, they were just told they couldn't. But <clears throat> the doctor said this pork is causing this problem. And, and a lot of times, it wasn't a pork. It was the combination of foods you eat with it. You understand what I'm saying? Because uh, if you just ate pork. And I'm talking about people don't have a reaction to pork. I respect it. I understand that. You just ate pork and didn't eat nothing else but pork. The majority of you all will not get sick. But you was told that it was the pork. Remember I just said, I know some people have certain reactions to pork just like fish and stuff like that. I know that I'm not putting that down. I'm talking about to the average person that grew up in the home saying don't eat pork pork is bad for you because you was told that traditionally you was told that you know but you you your main focus on that plate is i don't want pork make sure no pork in this or make sure no salt in this or make sure this is not in this because i'm allergic to this or make sure no fish oil or whatever like that you know and uh and the majority of that problem in a lot of people is the carbs, is the sugars, is the problem. It's the combination with the meats, okay? Let me give you another example. My fiancé, for years, did not eat fish because or seafood because it, it gave her a bad reaction, okay? For years, traditionally, she was told she could not eat it. But lately, she discovered it was okay for her to eat fish or whatever like that. Whatever that reason was that changed it, I don't know. But you could have a certain reaction years ago to something and you carry it until you're an adult and afraid to eat it. And it might be some type of poison or something happened then that caused that problem. Then you have the person that cannot eat any seafood and they have all kinds of reactions. See, that's the person allergic or allergic to seafood or they have a reaction. I'm not talking about those people. That's real. I'm talking about to the normal person that's traditionally had a little episode and they blamed it on the meat and the fish and it wasn't that. That's what I'm talking about. Now, let's talk about uh, the cons. Some of the cons of going over I went that way because I want you to understand there are some cons doing the keto diet. Now, Con, C-O-N, is something you would consider negative, just like you read the medicine, like I told you, and you you look at different things like that. I want to tell you about the cons. I want you to really pray about this and think about it in your health, because I don't know what type of health condition you are, wherever you're living at. I don't know. So I don't want to just tell everybody to just jump on the low-carb diet the low-carb, high-protein diet, because I don't know what your health is. Not saying it would hurt you, because I believe it would help you, but my point is, if you're just jumping on it because of the pros, you heard it just for the weight loss, I think you should not jump into that. Well, I think you ought to give it a little research more. It's so much research you need to do, and you look at both sides. Not for the people that's just knocking it. Look at You know, find a doctor that's going to talk about both sides, which a lot of them are not doing. I think they should talk about uh, both sides or just ask the question first. What is the side effects of going on or the possible? Because everybody doesn't have the keto flu. So let me rephrase that. The possible. What is the possible side effects that I can have or I might have if I start this diet? Ask that first before. How good the diet do for me? What did the diet is possible doing? I think that question needs to be asked first. Me, I will ask that first. Now, what I tell me the cons first. I need to know that because mentally I need to be prepared when you are prepared and you understand after the explanation that the benefits outweighs, uh, the pros outweighs the cons, then you make a decision on that. Because the keto diet, the pros overwhelmingly outweighs the cons. But I want you to understand there is some cons. And so, and most people, is not going to be able to deal with that con, especially if they don't know nothing about it. That's the problem when people talk about the keto and the carnivore. They need, whether they didn't have it or not, not everybody, and probably most people don't go through this, but you still have to be fair, and uh, people, uh, everybody need an explanation. It's only fair to tell them there may be some cons. And this is scientific proof. Yes, there is some cause. and people have some symptoms. Some of the cause I told you about is going through, they call it the keto flu. They call it the keto flu. And I don't know if any, a lot of diets got these certain side effects, some worse than others, but I'm just talking about the keto since I'm talking about the keto if you're going on a keto diet, if you're going on the keto diet, which is high protein, high fats for a lot of carnivores, uh, low carb diet, uh, the regular keto, and the pre-long keto uh, is usually high protein. No matter how much meat and stuff you eat, there, but you at least got to keep the carbs mainly veggies, green veggies, to 20 grams. Anything below that, just say anything below that, just say about 25 on down, but let, you know, below that, there's a chance you might go through the keto flu. Now, the second reason you might have that that keto flu is it depends how bad you was eating. You and I was eating what type of carbs? You was eating. Do you drink a lot of alcohol? Are you on drugs? It's all that type of stuff go hand in hand when you start a diet, especially the keto diet. There's a big chance you might have, you might go through this keto flu. These different symptoms of the keto flu. You know, uh, anything higher than twenty to twenty five percent carbs, thirty, forty, fifty. Is there a big chance you will not go through that because you 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 you, you got a lot of carbs in you. See. Okay, the difference is when you have carbs already in you, that means you still have sugar in you. That turns to sugar. So your body is still relying on the sugar, you know, like that. But anything under that, remember. You're taking away sugars. You're taking away a lot of the sugars that's created by some carbs. So your body is going through a withdrawal.
0: Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.
1: There's only one road into Key West, but you
2: won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak
1: up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit FLAKeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal.
2: In other words, so the withdrawal starts those symptoms, which is not a bad thing, you know, for most people. I'm not going to say for all, because some people have some type of health conditions. It's a bad thing for some people, you know, but it's not a bad thing as far as you know the diet is not working. That means the keto diet is working. It's just your body being withdrawals. Yeah, some people ever stop alcohol or any type of drug, the sugars and stuff, blah blah blah. Which this doctor's gonna explain all that. Okay, I don't want to try to get up, you know, misrepresent like I'm a doctor, but I, I, I I'm learning enough to be able to explain this. You know, uh, so. If the lower your carbs is, the more of a chance. That's a chance you might have the keto flu. Not a, you know, the, uh, from what I'm here, the majority of people don't. But you still have that remnant, including myself, that will that goes through that keto flu. It's different symptoms for everybody else. When you stay below the 20 grams, there's a chance you're going to go through that keto flu, so I want to let you know that, you know now the keto flu will be explained by Dr. Aberry, but it's just different symptoms, that feels like a flu, or feel, it might be a headache it might be nausea, which I have felt in the last day, especially today and it might feel this way you might feel itching or scratching or you might break out and everything but usually it lasts, some doctors which is not fair, say two days, but I'm hearing now my last 7 to 14 weeks. We don't know. It depends on you. And that's why I say most people that does the keto diet must understand first that there's a chance you're going to have that type of feeling, especially it depends how much you how bad you've been eating. If you haven't been eating that bad, you don't eat a lot of sugar anyway, you're not going to have that much that much of effect or either close to none. You know, none of this is guaranteed. This is just, just what I'm saying in theory, observational-wise. But the lower uh the bad the worse you eat there's a big chance the wor- the sugars you ate are the bad carbs and real obese there's a big chance that you will uh go through the keto flu without even knowing. You might think it's a regular cold or just you got sick or you will blame the diet. Most people will blame the diet because they haven't been educated on the cons. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I'm putting emphasis on the cons of this diet. I should have done this earlier, but I'm saying too much, including myself. We must explain, even though we're doing well on this diet, we have to tell people there is some cons, It's just like and then explain why it's just like you stop smoking. It's just like you just stop uh, doing it. When you stop sugar, your body is going through a change. You're going to lose some weight if you're really obese. You're going to lose some weight, but you might might panic when you start feeling uh, lethargic or a little weak or whatever, like irritable. You might say, oh, man, I need to eat some sugar. You hear of people man, I need to do this like diabetics do. You know, I feel this certain way. I need to drink this juice to raise my insulin or whatever like that, you know. It's the same way. When people are on drugs, they feel if they get sick, the doctor, some doctors might tell you, man, you need to go hit that joint or you need to just get another snort that make you feel better. You know, you watch the movies where people just give them a shot and they just give them cocaine because the person is crying. They stealing everything. They sweating real bad. They don't know that's helping them. That's that cleansing. It's it's called withdrawal. You understand what I'm saying? And what a lot of doctors and some family members are guilty of feeding their addiction because they think they're going to die. Because the person think they're going to die. Nine times out of ten, they ain't finna die. They just going through that body withdrawal. Some people got to get locked. Men and women got to get locked in the room. And they have to, so they won't hurt nobody and tear up nothing, nothing just to get to that addiction to that drug. You would not believe that's the same thing happens when you give up sugar. If you've been eating a lot of sugar and carbs, your body's going to go through that. That's what keto flu is in the keto diet. I hope you understand what I'm saying now. So for the ones that want to start this diet, I want to know you let you know up front there's a chance you may go through this. Not saying you will and it's not a guarantee, but there's a chance you might go through this keto flu and don't panic. And the reason I'm telling you that that's the biggest challenge for a lot of people that goes on the low-carb diet, keto diet is uh, they can't understand they they, they can't handle the, the the sickness or the the certain side effects that goes and comes along with some of some of uh, some of us that's on it and uh, and they don't understand it. They're, they was never prepared because they was never told about the cons. Or the side effect, the possible side effects. So though therefore they panic and they start believing what the other quiet doctors or their mom and dad or somebody they say, I told you not to do it, I told you to that that's your heart acting now. That's your cholesterol going down. That's far it ain't got nothing to do with your cholesterol. Now your cholesterol is raising the the so called bad cholesterol, but it, it ain't got nothing to do with why why you're feeling like that. It just got to do because your body's getting used to eating its own fat and it's transitioning. If you can get through that uh, uh, the transitioning, you will be all right the rest, of the, way, the rest of the way on this type of diet. But many people give up like I did the first time on the Atkins, on that part right there. Why? Because I wasn't educated. I wasn't prepared. So, therefore, if you're not prepared for the keto, the somewhat keto flu, if it comes, you know I put if emphasis on if that don't mean you're going to come because most people don't get it. But if it comes you would be more prepared. You can ask your doctor or whatever who's in line with that with you, not any doctor, because any doctor would tell you you need to eat some fruit, you need to eat this, or you need to get off. So be be make sure you have a doctor that understands the science of a low-carb diet, ketosis diet, okay? So I wanted to throw that out there, all right? I hope you understand what I'm saying now. Those are the cons, there's a possibility. You may get sick, you may get weak, you might break out with something. There are good things. I'm talking about the healthy person, not a person that already has issues. If you already have low blood or something like that, uh, I advise you to just really talk to somebody know more than me because they would tell you what you need to do because uh you might have uh like my, my fiance, her she has uh, I believe, hypertension. So it's just a certain thing she needs to do it will work for her it can even take it can even take away her hypertension and other things that she go through and she goes through struggles already for other things as a sudden medicine she's take is it's, it's going to take someone really to train her and coach her through these like this. And some people going to need that. Even some diabetics, they're going to need somebody to coach you through a type of keto diet like this and everything. So I wanted to put that out there let you know up front because, uh, you know, I'm not going to be telling you to uh, jump on something and you're not prepared of possible cons. Now, it's one of the best diets out there, no doubt. In my opinion, no doubt. But there is, like any other diet, even a veggie diet has a con a lot of people got sick just eating vegetables because they they dare not, they've been told vegetables gives them all the nutrients and stuff like that. No, it doesn't. You cannot have the majority of your nutrients, you cannot conceive in your body without meat. Meat is the main thing that gives you nutrients. So just going on a vegetarian diet, it's not, you not getting all the nutrients and vitamins in your body because you don't eat meat contrary to what they told you. Eating fruit, people that's on fruit diets, the same thing. Fruit carries turns into a lot of sugar, and some people can even be become diabetic on just eating fruit because through years and years and years of time, some people I'm sure have, uh, have it, it, eating only fruit gonna raise your insulin because of the, the the self-made sugar it makes. It's gonna raise raise. So if you even on a fruit diet, you might you're gonna lose some weight. But you might not be healthy because of your your raise and insulin and blood sugar and stuff like that. So you need either diet, whatever diet you're on, you need meat. Our bodies was made to get the nutrients of protein, which is meat. If you're not eating protein, you're not healthy on no diet if you don't have no protein in you. I don't care how small you look, some people look sick and they think it's healthy because you small lost weight don't mean you're healthy That me because you, if you don't have no meat and you only eat then you say okay I eat starches and rice and stuff like that on this vegetarian you still losing the protein and the nutrients from the meats red meats and other poultry that's needed in the body so therefore you're not really healthy okay, alright, I wanted to put that out there, now let's Find out from Dr. Ken Berry why we, you and I, go through contosis, okay? And then I'ma tell you about the incident I went through earlier, you know, there. But let's listen to I spent a lot of time on that, and I thought that was important to let you all just listen and know. There, I wanted you to learn the cons first so you can think wisely and mentally. And start researching yourself if this diet is for you, okay? Let's uh listen to Dr. Ken Berry. All right, let me set this up, and this is Dr. Ken Berry. He's going to be explaining why, what is ketosis, and why do uh, low-carbons go through this.
1: Hello, I'm Dr. Ken Berry with family physician with 20 years of clinical experience. And I want to take just a few minutes to discuss with you the keto flu and explain the keto flu to you, what's actually going on, and talk about some strategies that you you can use uh, that you can apply immediately to your life to get through the keto flu and kind of get past that hurdle and get into the good health and the reversal of chronic disease that you're probably looking for. Uh, the keto diet is becoming very, very popular and with very good reason. A diet that is sustainable, that's easy, that is filled with delicious food, that will also reverse type 2 diabetes, that will reverse metabolic
0: holiday
1: we made usaa insurance for veterans like james when he found out how much usaa was helping members save he said it's time to switch we'll help you find the right coverage at the right price usaa what you're made of we're made for Restrictions apply. syndrome that will improve skin conditions mental conditions uh, that that deserves to get popular and you deserve the benefits from such a diet yourself but there's this thing this scary monster that people talk about called the keto flu. And I wanted to break this down for you so you could kind of understand it maybe a little better than you did before and understand that there's no danger from this whatsoever. This is not a dangerous thing. It's not a contagious thing. It's something that once you understand what's actually happening to your body's physiology, it makes perfect sense, and you'll understand that this is a hurdle you will have to clear in order to get to the good health that you're looking for. Now, if you know someone who's thinking about starting the keto diet, please consider sharing this video with them on your social media. You can share this video on your Facebook groups or on your profile. You have my permission to share this with anyone who you think it might help. Now, let's jump right into this. There's basically three things going on with the keto flu. There's three processes happening in your body. And they're all happening at the same time. And that's what really makes keto flu rough for some people. Now, if you're already eating a fairly clean diet, if you're eating paleo or ancestral, bulletproof, something like that, then you won't have much keto flu transitioning to a keto or a carnivore diet. But if you're eating a bunch of highly processed, high-carbohydrate crap, then you're probably going to have some keto flu. Let's talk about why. I'm going to tell you the three things that are going on with you during keto flu in this video. And then also at the end, I'm going to tell you some really helpful strategies that will help you weather this short-lived storm so that you can get healthy and lose the fat that you're looking to lose. So first and foremost, you have to come to understand that processed carbohydrates are addictive and there are actually uh pet scans that show that the same pleasure centers of your brain that light up when you smoke a cigarette or when you take a drink of alcohol or when you use even uh more uh, more hard uh, addictive drugs the same pleasure centers light up when you eat a jelly donut or a honey bun or even two pieces of whole wheat bread, these things are habit-forming to the human brain. They uh, activate endorphin receptors. they, They activate the pleasure centers in your brain. And so therefore, when you come to realize that, uh, and some people will get very triggered by me saying that, that there's no way that food that's sold in a grocery store is habit-forming or addictive. But I'm sorry to say it absolutely is. And the biggest part of the keto flu is the withdrawal symptoms that you will experience from getting sugar and grains and industrial seed oils out of your diet. It's almost as if big food knows that these things are habit-forming, and that's why they use sugar and grains and industrial seed oils to make every single product they make in the center of the grocery store. Um, Kind of odd, isn't it? So let's talk about addiction. So if someone is a a a two-pack-a-day cigarette smoker or they drink two six-packs of beer every single day, they're addicted. They have an addiction. Right. And when they say, okay, I know that smoking tobacco is bad for me, I'm going to stop that. Or I know that drinking a case of beer a day, that's bad, I've got to stop that. When they do stop, they're going to have a known set of withdrawal symptoms. They're going to have flu like symptoms during the withdrawal. And for smokers, it's actually called the quitter's flu. Uh, There's an exact same syndrome with quitting alcohol or even quitting other. habit forming drugs you're going to have a flu like syndrome for 3 to 10 days this is well known in the addiction communities you're going to have body aches you're going to have chills you're going to have itching and you may have heard of the keto rash this is part of the, the withdrawal sim- symptoms of breaking your addiction to carbohydrates you're going to ha- you might have a headache you might have fatigue, you might have irritability, uh, nausea, insomnia, constipation, dizziness, leg cramps, decreased alertness, decreased performance at work or in the gym, and some people even have quite severe depression and anxiety symptoms as they're going through the withdrawal process for tobacco, alcohol, other drugs, and carbohydrates. Now, if someone was trying to quit smoking and they were having all these symptoms, would you feel like you were being a good friend if you said, you know, this is, this sounds dangerous. You should probably just smoke a cigarette. No, that, that wouldn't be a good friend at all. The smoker and the alcoholic need to break their addiction and the carboholic also needs to break their addiction and there's no.
2: okay some good stuff here. before I continue I want you to understand that this is YouTube and YouTube does a lot of ads so like my last podcast I didn't explain you might hear some ads they usually last about five seconds so you might get confused when you hear these ads so remember if you know YouTube the reason why they're able to do these things on YouTube anyway is because they're they're sponsored by ads so it's aggravating but that's how they able to do it free so uh, it, it, it aggravates me. So I just want you to understand if you, if it's an interruption, don't panic. You know, or it's not the audio, it's not the podcast. It's just the ass that's coming through YouTube. I just want to get to that. Let's get you uh, so you can get some type of understanding on that, okay?
1: There's no way to get around this. If you are addicted to carbohydrates, you have to go through this withdrawal process that lasts for three to ten days. I'm going to talk about some strategies at the end that'll help you cope with this, but you have to go through this trial in order to get the benefits of good health on the other side. So that's the first thing, and most by far, the thing that most people suffer from the most when they're transitioning to a keto or a carnivore diet is the withdrawal symptoms of breaking the addiction to the processed carbohydrates. And for some people, it's just processed sugar and and grains. Some people even have the withdrawal symptoms when they stop other carbohydrate sources as well. Now, the second thing that's going on is when you greatly lower the amount of carbohydrates that you eat on a daily basis, then your blood sugar levels are obviously gonna come back down to low normal. And this is going to allow your insulin levels to come back down to low normal as well. When your insulin is chronically high because you're eating too many carbohydrates, then you're gonna hold a lot of excess fluid in your body, in your tissues. Some people have this as edema around their ankles and feet, uh, edema in their fingers. Some people hold most of the edema in their abdomen, around their waistline. As you eat fewer carbohydrates, your insulin level's gonna come down and this is gonna cause a diuresis or a urinating out of all this excess fluid That you've been holding. And a lot of people experience this the first week or two they go keto or carnivore, they'll lose three to 10 pounds. That's not fat. That's the fluid that they were holding unnecessarily. So by converting to keto or carnivore, they they get to get rid of all that excess fluid. It looks good on the scale in the bathroom, but that's not really the big deal. The big deal is, is that you're decreasing the amount of edema you're holding. Now, the way the human kidney works is when you excrete this extra fluid, a certain amount of magnesium and potassium has to go with it. And so you'll wind up with electrolyte deficiencies. And the the fact of the matter is, is that most Americans already have magnesium and potassium deficiencies to start with. And so when they go keto, it actually makes the the symptoms of this more pronounced. So the the muscle twitches and spasms and cramps. And so you'll want to make sure that you replace these electrolytes. And I'll talk about that down in the strategies. Another thing that's happening when you are going keto or, or carnivore is that your levels of chronic, unhealthy inflammation in your body is getting better. Now, inflammation, one of the four cardinal signs of inflammation is edema or swelling. And so as the inflammation improves, you're going to again have excess fluid that you no longer need to carry around every day. And you're going to urinate that away with that also goes salt, sodium and chloride. And there are a lot of health authorities out there that will tell you that sodium chloride is bad for you. You should minimize it. Actually, when you look at the research and when you look at the anthropology of that question, it be- that becomes a silly superstition that salt is bad for you. Salt is good for you. We are mammals. All mammals need salt. And so you'll you, uh, when you convert from the standard American diet or the standard Western diet over to keto or carnivore, you get to enjoy more salt. You can salt all your food, taste. Salt it to the amount of saltiness that tastes good to you. In fact, you need to do that or you'll wind up with lower levels of sodium and potassium, sodium and chloride, which can lead to some symptoms. And so these are the three things that are going on with the keto flu. You're withdrawing from a habit-forming substance, which is processed carbohydrates. You are having low lower electrolyte levels because of the decrease in the insulin and the decrease in the inflammation and you're also having lower levels of salt in your body than your body's used to having now let's talk about strategies to make the keto flu less bad because whether you're stopping carbohydrates or tobacco or alcohol or crack, you're going to have some withdrawals and that is part of it. There's just no way around that, but you have to break the habit to that unhealthy substance in order to improve your health, lose fat, decrease inflammation, etc. So let's talk about some strategies. First of all, the withdrawal part. There's just no way around this. You're going to have to withdraw from the processed carbohydrates. If you do this, with, first of all, tell your family and friends, I am going to convert to the keto diet. I may have a few days of withdrawals. Uh, just know I'm not mad at you. I'm not depressed, truly. I'm just going through withdrawal symptoms until I uh, break the, the habit I have to these unhealthy carbohydrates so they'll understand and they won't be worried about you. It's really great and helpful to do to go keto with a friend. Or with your family. Do it all as a family. That way you guys all know what's going on with the other family member. Another great strategy is to join a keto Facebook group. These people have already been through the keto flu, and they can help you to understand what's going on. Um, Another good strategy is to, to, you know, talk to your doctor, get some baseline labs so that if you get to feeling really bad, you can go back and have your labs rechecked and make sure that your electrolytes, your sodium, your chloride and everything are still within normal limits. Your doctor may caution you against the keto flu because many doctors are like I used to be back 10 years ago. They, They might think that this is a dangerous thing and you shouldn't do it. Uh, it would be like a doctor saying, you know, this alcohol withdrawal thing, it seems to really be hurting you. Maybe you should have a beer. That's not good advice. And so don't don't take the advice if that's the advice from your doctor. But do get some lab work checks so that you know what's going on. Now, the second thing is the electrolyte issues. Make sure that you are eating foods that are rich in magnesium and potassium. And I actually have videos about this on this YouTube channel. And I also have videos about this on my Facebook page that you can check out at your leisure. Uh, but it, there are also there's also a great electrolyte drop that you can use. It's a drop that you just put into your liquid that you drink on a daily basis and it can help tremendously with the electrolyte portion of the keto flu, which in my, my opinion is a very small portion, but it is nonetheless the, the muscle twitches and spasms and cramps. Can be cr- quite concerning, but electrolyte drops will make that go away if you're not able to eat enough magnesium and potassium-rich foods as you transition. And then thirdly, is you you get to eat more salt. Congratulations, you you don't have to limit salt. What I do want you to do is focus on eating a real salt. Don't just use table salt, umbrella girl salt. It only has sodium and chloride, and it also has added things to keep it from caking or clumping. Those added things can actually be sugar. Yeah, your salt may very well have sugar in it. Also, most of the salt today that's available has microplastics and nanoplastics, which can mess with your hormones. So don't just use any salt, make sure and use a real salt. And I'm gonna put a link down below to the electrolyte drops and the real salt that I love right down there and you can click on those and check them out. So these are some strategies that you can use and there are many more strategies that'll help you cope with the withdrawal symptoms. You can actually go uh, to a a webpage about cigarette withdrawal and, and stopping smoking and just look at the strategies they talk about, go for a walk. Um, you know, it don't, don't try to bite this and don't try to pretend it's not a carbohydrate addiction because it kind of is when you own that and understand it and then start using strategies, it'll help you get through the keto flu within three to 10 days. And then you'll be able to enjoy all the health, both physical and mental benefits of a ketogenic way of eating. If you enjoyed this video and you like it when a medical doctor uses the current, meaningful research, and the anthropology of the human being and combine...
2: Okay. All right. Okay. Now, I'd like to get this out first. Uh, There's a lot of medical talk. A lot of you, including myself, don't understand, but I have... uh, I am learning to understand some of the, the terms that these doctors use. He's a real doctor. He's a very real doctor. He's been doing this for quite a few years. And I'm I'm learning to understand the terms when you hear it so much and they break it down, what it is. But for, for the newbies, you, you get lost. It's not helping. Some of you, I know, because you don't understand the terms. But when you educate yourself on anything, the, the only way to learn what something is What somebody is saying or what they are teaching is to look up the definitions or just keep going over it or just listen to different ones. and use the same terms, but break it down better. All doctors and lawyers don't do that. And some of them do. They humbly break down what they're saying or something like that for lay people like you and I. Okay. Now, but I like to look at the basic things. And uh, the keto flu in a nutshell if you thinking about going on this diet, in a nutshell is a withdrawal. Your body goes through because it's getting used to eating its own fat now, which is a good thing and this you know, and it's getting it has to get used to again to his normal way of processing and uh, projecting things, if I can put it that way, because you got to remember this. Uh, years and years, a lot of us been eating bad. A lot of us have been eating a lot of carbs, a lot of junks and everything like that. We've been eating really bad, you know, combinations of food, of bad carbs, good carbs, you know, like potatoes, cakes and sugars and stuff like that. And then good vegetables and bad vegetables because a lot of vegetables are not good for you, even though we've been told a lot of vegetables are not good for it because I was talking about the toxins and the stuff they set off that's in our bodies. So we've been eating bad for a long time and a lot of us you know, are obese in America. We are very obese. You got people that come from overseas wind up being overweight which never happened in their country, you know. When they got a hold to our type of food, so a lot of the obese uh, here is an American diet problem. It's an American diet problem why a lot of people is obese, and a lot of times it's not you. It's not our fault. It's the food that they put in and they sell us. So it's it's an American diet problem, and some people don't want to hear that. But we're one of the worst eating. Not eating, but we're one of the most unhealthiest countries when it comes to our food, and we don't have to be. But reason being, because the, 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 the Big Pharma has bought out all of that stuff and everything like that. So, you know, we eat a lot of bad stuff. You know, it's like America caused the problem, and then they make up something to try to fix it or band-aid it. Even though they know these things are happening, and a lot of them know why. I don't say all, I know better than that, but a lot of them know why. A lot of doctors know why. You know, it's the diet. See, it's the diet. And now I have a big uh, understanding why yo-yo diets go, why we all been on yo-yo diets. See, on, off, on, off, on, off. It's a mental aspect because we have been, we are addicted to carbohydrates and sugars. So it's hard for us to go on a type of diet like the keto diet. That's why many people choose diets that allows a lot of vegetables. It allows a lot of lean meat. that allows some sweets and everything like that, you know, some fruits. Most people would choose those diets over a keto diet. Because everybody's not a big, well, because not only is everybody's not a meat eater, but everybody thinks bad and negative about meat and red meat and stuff like that because we was trained, we was programmed that way to think that. You know, we don't have no proof. And most of our sickness is not from the meat, unless you just got some bad contaminated meat. But I'm just saying meat meat in general, it's not the meat. It's the other things that's around it. Okay. So back to the keto. Oh, uh, fool. He broke that down. My advice is look up Ken Berry. His name is Doctor Ken Berry. If you're interested in or you're thinking about going on the keto, going on this keto diet, his Doctor Ken Berry. One of the uh, I don't listen to every doctor. I just think they're too aggressive and they they just make it look like it's perfect. Even some of the reviews, and I think that's a problem because they base everything on the pros, and that can mislead people. It's just like that. I call you're not. No different than a minister that only talks about this is going to happen if you do this, this is gonna happen if you do that, or the Lord is gonna bless you with this. Is it's no different than a guru that tells you or uh whatever they're trying to sell or whatever program they're trying to. It's, it's no different when you don't tell the people the cons, the cons, see. Even when you're studying the Bible. Now, let me get this straight first to uh, explain what I mean by that. There's no cons. What when when I mean by that, there's nothing false in the Bible. In the Word of God, there's nothing false. Even the bad things are true in the Bible. Now, the cons, let me try to explain this as best. Well, again, the, the cons, what people need to understand in the Bible is that These things that you have been taught, it's not going to happen most of the time. It's not for you. That's a shocker for a lot of people. So the cons, what they have been traditionally told about the word of God, you know, the prosperity, the healing and stuff like that, the signs and wonders, it's not going to happen in your life and different things like that. And you try to explain that. Many people say, oh, my God, what? They don't want to follow The Word of God, because no signs and wonders, you don't mean mean I can't get healed automatically, and blah 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 blah. That's what I mean about the cons. It's your mental belief system, you know, when it comes to reading the Word of God, because we was brought up in a traditional way of believing, so we was told the pros and what Jesus would do for you, and most of them was not. For this time or whatever like that, we was told this, but we never when you talk to somebody about okay, I'ma let you know this right now. This is this this was for this time for Israel, and this is not for us today. So the majority of the things I'm talking about is not gonna be for you. That's the cons I'm talking about, and people get disappointed, therefore they don't wanna follow the Bible because they feel they've been lied to. Okay. It's anything, people need to know the cons. Of whatever you're trying to tell them or sell them. If you are honest and you really care for the person first, you will tell them about the cons. See. Even if you start off talking about the good things, spend some time on the cons and let people make up their mind if they want to deal, if they want to do something like this. And I think uh a lot of uh Doctors and people that's uh that are very successful on these diets, the keto Atkins, you know the carnivore, the lion diets, paleo stuff, like Mediterranean. They need to understand, you know, that there is some cons, some more than others. But basically, I'm talking about the low carb. Doctor Barry says.
0: holiday
1: we made usaa insurance for veterans like james when he found out how much usaa was helping members save he said it's time to switch we'll help you find the right coverage at the right price usaa what you're made of we're made for restrictions apply you will have this keto flu
2: but you have other doctors that look at it differently they say it's not a guarantee then they might say you know you know everybody don't have this type of flu you see how doctors look at different things differently? And then I gave you an example. It depends. Uh, if you're on a real low-carb diet, there's a bigger chance. 20 grams and down, there's a chance you're going to go through this keto flu. Anything higher, you might not. But it's a chance you will go through, a bigger chance <clears throat> you will go through it if you're on a 20-gram a 20 gram of carbohydrates diet is going down. See, I learned this from these different doctors. And I know the lower the carbs you do, the more of the flu you're going to feel, that you may feel, and the weakness and the change in your body before the energy comes. You know, and it's just different strokes and different folks. You have someone, a young man that's on a carnivore, he said he never went through a keto flu or nothing like that. You no, know, so Everybody does not go through it, but you have a percentage of people that goes through that keto flu. And I'm sure a lot of carnivores, they don't talk about it, which they should, has went through the keto flu uh, symptoms because they're not eating no carbs. And if they're not feeling no difference, you know, that's good. But I believe a lot of them are because just imagine if you, some people struggling with the keto uh, flu type symptoms under a uh, twenty gram. Just imagine not eating, no grams, okay, of carbohydrates. But like I said, it also depends how bad you was eating, how much sugar you was eating, and how much carbs. So it just differs. It's just differs. But as an average, twenty below, it's a chance you may go through this keto flu it's a chance you may go through this keto flu even if you're eating pretty well it's a chance you might go through this keto flu but it also depends if you was eating a lot of sugar and stuff like that because a lot of people that go on this diet they go for it for healthy reasons they don't need to lose weight they just heard about the healthy nutrition they might be a diabetic every diabetic is not fat overweight okay and they might go on it for that reason see so they might not have too much of an issue. Their only issue is insulin levels, and et cetera, and stuff like that. I'm not trained on that, so I'm not going to go there. But my point is, you with this little short video, you should have some type of education. Don't stop there, though. I, I mean it. Don't stop there. Educate yourself on any diet because there's a lot of fluff out there. There's a lot of quacks out there. See, they're trying to make a dollar off their books and stuff like that. And anything is just like when they push the vaccine. You heard only most of the time safe and effective. It's gonna it's gonna do this, it's gonna do You didn't, they try to suppress the cons and the negativity. Why they, why are they doing that? Because it's gonna mess up their dollar. So you are not the main person on their mind on any type of vaccine or any type of drug. Any, any they try to suppress the data from the side effects, the red flag got to shoot up. You know, the latest data, from what I heard, just came out about. I'm not getting off the subject, but I'm still just going to bring about about the 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 uh the Myrna shots from Pfizer. They finally get the documents out and it's not good. And these doctors knew that it was garbage that they was putting in people. But that's another something I'm going to get into later. People need to wake up. I'm not trying to escape, but people need to work. It's the same thing with diets and gimmicks and gurus and the same thing. You need to educate yourself on any diet, even a good diet like the keto diet or the carnivore diet. You know, you need to ask yourself, is this for me? You might have conditions and I can understand that. I don't like feeling sick. Why would you want to go through something like that? You already feel sick anyway. I can understand that. So <clears throat> I can understand that. Just educate yourself or try to get in touch with some of these doctors and they would tell you what you can do. I can't because I don't know all that, you know. But they can, like a Dr. Barry, and depends what city you are. Try to find out. Doctors that are trained to have a are certified in a low-carb diet because most of them will be honest about the cons and ask them about the cons before the pros. Be be just because it's your body. Ask them about the cons before the pros. You know it's pros. You know about that. You heard about it. That's why this market is so big because you hear about the pros. You hear about the the, uh, the reviews and the testimonies of people doing so great on this diet, but you don't hear too much about the cons. Then, you know, like me, you might hear people, I used to be on this diet, but I I hate that I done it. It's okay to listen to those, too. Now, just remember, it's not so much the diet. They either uh didn't make it through that keto part or they just got tired of eating a certain way because they didn't know same way to them because they didn't know how to be creative so it's a different reason why people stop the low-carb diet okay so I want you to know that now let me go back to me those symptoms he was talking about I have experienced that you know in my life now recently today Uh, When I went to work, my breakfast was, uh, you know, uh, oh, look at that brain
1: fog.
2: (laughs) I went to work today, and I made some eggs. I ran out of eggs. I got to give me some more, come to think about it. But I ate some eggs, scrambled eggs with butter, and my salt, my real salt. The salt he recommended, I got something that's a real salt. And I ate uh, some bacon, you know. And I don't like my bacon hard because my strength in my teeth is weaker. So I try to make it as soft as I can when it comes to bacon. All right, and I ate that. <clears throat> and that's what I ate early this morning. Then I took my my supplements. I took my magnesium, magnesium, I took my barberine, and I took my potassium. I didn't put no electrolytes in my drink because I just I just uh relied on the zero Gatorade uh, electrolytes which is not enough you know. but I should have put some of my electrolytes because I have electrolytes liquid and I guess I'm not used to the real salty taste first and, and, and that's another thing I'm too much still into the taste so whether I like it or not I gotta do it if I don't want to feel this jittery stuff so anyway I didn't do it but I've done that but some reason later on down that line I start feeling very lethargic lethargic and it seemed like around my jaws and my temple, my nerves is just going crazy, in my temple, in my head, and then my jaws area was just ah just weird. And I, I I have learned to try to track why I'm feeling this way, because I know it's a reason because of my learning and my educating myself. Then I said, okay, I didn't. I, is this part because I took potassium and magnesium? I know they go together. Well, maybe I just done too much of the potassium, magnesium and the barbarine because the barbarine is a good thing, but it's something you have to be careful about. A lot of diabetics uh take something called mulch or something, but barberine or something like that. Well anyway, my focus was on that. Is it because of that? Then I, it was two uh only two things that I came up with that it could be. It could be because of those supplements that You know, all of a sudden affect me that way, or it's just part of the keto flu. I knew it was one or the other. I still don't know which one it was, but that's the worst I have ever felt since I've been on the keto diet. So I had to get up and I walked around, and walked around, and everything like that. You know, because I was feeling weird, and I thought I was going to black out. You know, I thought I was going to black out, but. What kept me going, I didn't panic like I used to in the past when I felt that blackout feeling, which I had nothing to do with, you know, but I just walked around. I walked outside and everything, and I came back. I walked around. I felt good, but it seemed like, it, it seemed like when I sat down, that's when it got worse, and I started feeling these symptoms in my temple and all, and it felt so weird. I used to panic over things like that, but I didn't this time because I know this can be part of the keto flu or it can be because of these supplements. Because supplements does that sometimes to your body. And, you know, so I start uh, walking around and doing different things like that. And what I did that a lot of people don't cannot do or would not do, I just went through it. I just dealt with it. I have learned to deal with it just like I'm dealing with it now. I have learned to deal with it. But my point is, these may be some of the weird things that you may feel. So I caution somebody that's a diabetic or has some type of hypertension, you know, and I'm also talking to my fiance about it. Uh, you know, if you have those issues already, you might want to just talk to one of the professionals that tell you how to ease yourself into this diet. Don't do the carnivore kind of all meat. Start with a little more higher carbohydrates, I believe, but just. Try to get in touch with a doctor that does low carb if you want to lose some weight, you know, because that's the thing. You want to get their weight off. You just need to be prepared. And I'm just giving you a head start right now. You need to be prepared. But these things can happen when you're on the keto diet, which never, we're not going to say never, but a lot of people don't explain. They just tell you about their, their reviews and how good keto, and it is. And not saying they never went through that, it's just they don't talk about that. It's maybe because they don't want nobody to not do it. But we, I'm not in charge of what you think about. I, I like for you to make that choice yourself. Even though there's more pros and cons when it comes to the keto, I still want you to make that choice yourself. See, I, I'd rather you do that on any diet to make that choice yourself. It's just like if I'm telling you about the word of God, I'm telling you more what you must give up first. And it's not going to be easy. If you listen to the way I teach the word of God, you notice I do that first because you have been bombarded about all the things Jesus is going to do or whatever. You have been hurt. So I don't get into that fluff. If it was true, yes, I would.
0: holiday
2: no but a lot of things that it's not true did he do that with other people yes it's real under their program but why would i tell you that that why would i tell you something that's not for you today just to get you saved that that's false teaching i'd rather tell you what you must give up what you have to do what you must believe to receive, I, I, so I, I, my approach to the diet would be the same way. For now on, to tell you about the cons first, because there is some cons, but the uh, the pros outweigh the cons, no doubt on this diet. But certain things we must learn to go through that bothers us first, because remember we're going through a change in our body. That's why I say if you're going on the keto diet. <clears throat> Mentally, it has to be a lifestyle uh, choice, not something you just want to lose ten pounds and then, okay, boom, start back again. It's just like spiritually; it has to be a lifestyle uh, choice. You have to be ready to go through the fire before you get through to the glory. You have to learn how to get through the smoke before you get to the clearer side without any smoke. You understand what I'm saying? And most challenges, you must. It's just like if you training for a fight to wrestle, basketball, a bike rider, you got to go through the training and weightlifting, the pain and the hurting that your body's not used to going through when you're lifting weights, you get the soreness. I forgot what they call that. It. But it's the type of soreness you get through that means It's working. Well, again, just like diets, most people stop there. They, I'm too sore. It hurts. I feel this. I feel that some people just wimps. They don't like pain or whatever. I, I'm whipping. I used to be wimpy sometimes while why I stopped doing things because I don't want to go through the pain. And there's some people like that don't want to go through the pain. But that me <clears throat> experienced so much, which helped me, I'm ready now, you know, because I know uh, what's going to happen or what could happen. You understand what I'm saying? So it's the same with this diet. Now, I recommend this diet 100%, but I want you to know it's a possibility that it might not be for you. It's not for everybody. Everybody could lose, I believe everybody could lose weight on this diet, but what you have to go through, some of you may have to go through when it comes to the keto flu, You may have to go through or not make it. When, I'm read. I can read reviews right now, and I can see people. Then I see the ones, but I'm gonna go through it anyway. Good for you all. Now, another thing I want you to understand: that don't mean you don't go to your doctor because it could be something else. It might be your sugar that went too low, and you want to learn how to lift it back up. You know, you can go to your doctor, and you know. My advice is don't talk to your doctor about the keto flu. Just say you feel weak. They just let them examine it and, and tell you what it is. And then you go to a keto doctor and they'll tell you how to bring it back up because a regular doctor going to make you look like you've done something wrong. And, you know, they're going to make you look bad. Okay. So my point is, even when it comes to when you get the shot, any type of shot, any type of shot, uh, you go to a person that knows the cons of shots. Not to your doctor because the doctor going to just say, oh, is this, this or whatever like that, but it's good for you, most, most doctors. So it's the same thing. Have that side doctor that deals with uh, the side effects and the benefits of something, the negative part of how to make you better. Go to a doctor that wants, holistically wants to will tell you how to heal you, not medicate you. They want to show you how to be healed delivered from it not to medicate you those two type of doctors that's out there find the one that knows how to heal or has an idea how to be healed not to medicate or put a band-aid on it, okay so those things are very important even when it comes to diets all right you know this is Joseph Brownlee. hope you got something out of this uh body of Christ real talk I'm talking about diets and I'm not I'm hitting everything with these certain doctors so you could be educated yourself about your body or what diet is for you because keto was not for everybody high protein low carb is not for everybody I would never tell you that but I I can tell you that it's for me it's for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of other people you have to educate yourself learn carbs learn about sugars and you look at and then you learn about the proteins okay in in an objective way so you listen to these keto doctors let them break down protein what meat does uh, because you got enough of what the negativity meat causes give the keto guys and the keto doctors you know certified doctors a chance to really tell you what's really going on with protein and the history behind that theory or that myth about protein okay before you make any judgment on on the keto diet. I recommend it. I'm losing weight. Majority of the time, I feel great. But I get that little twitch and finger twitching and all that lethargicness sometimes that bothers me. But I just keep on going, because I know eventually it's going to go away. So uh, if you have any kind of comorbidities or kind of other conditions, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, look more into that. Don't just jump right into it. you know it is it can take take away some of those things. you know it's not guaranteed, but it can take away some of the things. It's amazing what changing the way we eat is the main problem while we're sick. Changing the way, the way we eat is one of the biggest problems why we're sick, excluding drugs and alcohol and all that other stuff is what we put in our body when it comes to food. It's one of our biggest problems. Okay? This is Joseph Brown. I hope you got something out of this. Remember, I'm going to leave you with this. Salvation is the key for eternal life. And just like I have telling you about this diet, you know, the cons of being saved is you have to give it all to Jesus. Not as imperfect or works I'm talking about. I'm just talking about your belief. He took care of the rest. Don't look for no signs and wonders. Don't look for no speaking in tongues. Don't look for, you know, God, pouring money out of the sky and all these other traditional rituals. See, that's part of the cons. It ain't happening most of the time. People force it to happen. It ain't God. God don't go against his word or his dispensational times. So I'm letting you know the same thing. It's not easy, but it's doable when you let the Holy Spirit lead you to the spiritual life. Those also are the cons. Most of the times you might have struggles. And you're struggling because you, 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 you're, you're mentally. Let's start with mentally first. You're struggling mentally because traditionally you thought these things and signs and wonders, and Jesus is just going to get you out of everything and stuff like that in your head. See, and then you might want to just oh whatever like that. If you're a true believer, the, the Holy Spirit is going to guide you right back in the right d- direction. If you are a true believer, not just a confessing believer, but a true believer you know, in your heart, okay? So, remember, it's not going to be easy in the Christian walk, but anything that's good on the other end usually is not easy. Let me say it again. Anything that's got a foundation of being good and perfect on the other end or growth, it's not easy walking through it. There's things you have to walk through. There's mountains. You have to climb. Spiritually, mentally, you have to climb. See, it's the same thing when it comes to spiritually. That's why I call uh, a, a Christian diet, uh, 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 we are oh, we are spiritually obese. A lot of us are spiritually obese. We have a lot of pork in us that we need to get rid of. One way to start getting rid of this pork is believing what Jesus done, his death, burial, and resurrection, according to 1 Corinthians fifteen one to 4. That's the ultimate way because you got to do that first before anything else benefits come. You have to do that first. Then when you do that first, everything else comes with it. Your righteousness, your glorifications, your justification, all that come with it. Not your forgiveness, because you've already been forgiven. Your forgiveness was just the key of opening the door for those other benefits. Righteousness, justification, glorification, eternal security in the heavenly places. Sonship, daughtership. Because you have been forgiven first. Without being forgiven first, there's no way to be saved. Let me say this again. Without you and I being forgiven first, the wretched people that we are, there will be no way for us to be saved. Because there's nothing we can do to please God. There is none righteous. No, not one. There's no good in us that can please God. It's Jesus' righteousness that makes us right in the eyes of God. That's why he had to take it all. That's how, because of what he did, is the reason why we've been forgiven. Not what you do or have think you can do. It's what he done is the reason why we have been forgiven. Okay? God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. And remember this you do not have to be saved first to be forgiven. You have already been forgiven. Now you can be saved. That's the new radio talk. <laughs> God bless you all. Love you all. Bye bye. Peace out. Left out, baby. <laughs> Love you.